Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're, we're, uh, we're still in this series on the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. <laughs> the Holy Spirit. Amen. And uh, last week I started in, the, in this series, I started teaching on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so we're going to continue in that. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And the Bible says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I don't want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles, and that's just another way of saying, you know you were lost, carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences uh, of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities uh, of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. And we know that the Holy Ghost is willing. Say amen to that. The Holy Spirit is willing. Praise God. Now before I get to preaching, I, fit, I was in prayer I was in prayer uh, the other day and I, I don't know if I was, I just believe I was quickened by the Spirit. This has nothing really to do with, with what I'm teaching on today, but I feel like the Holy Spirit has me to say this to somebody. Listen, when you get born again, you need to have nothing to do with the occult anymore. Nothing. You don't need to have anything to do with us. Uh, what are they? They signs and st- what do they call that stuff? Yeah, horoscopes. You don't ha- listen. I don't know who this is for, but I, the Lord, I was praying, and you can listen. You can't partake of the Lord's body and have the doctrine of demons at the same time. You can't eat at the table of demons and the table of the Lord at the same time. Now the spirit of the Lord, whoever this is for, is saying, cut yourself off, separate yourself, for I have called you out of the world. And the Bible says, know you not that you are the temple of the most high God. Now come out from among them and be separate, says the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Amen. Now I don't know who that's for, but it was for somebody. It really has nothing to do with what I'm preaching, but the Holy Ghost said, release it. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the word of the Lord today. Thank you for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Father, thank you for your manifested presence that is here. Everybody knows, God. There, it is tangible. Lord, I thank you for the anointing flowing in this building right now. And God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would grant me a prophetic utterance to speak into the hearing of your people. 
Lord, I pray that you would look upon my availability and not my ability today. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you would move so powerfully that not one person would leave here not being changed by you, God. I pray in the name of Jesus that your perfect will would be done on earth as it is in heaven and that your kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven. Now, I bind up, rebuke, and cast out anything that would oppose uh, or that would try to hinder the preaching of the word, the receiving of the word, and the moving of the Holy Ghost. I take authority of it, and I cast it away, and I loose over this place an ease of listening. I loose over this place revelation, and I loose over this place right now the power of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, I thank you for that right now. We give you praise and we give you glory for what you're about to do in the name of Jesus. Let heaven come down and touch this house. Let heaven manifest in this house, God. Let your glory fall like rain, God, in the name of Jesus. And I give you praise for it. And everybody that agrees, shout amen. Now, before you're seated, I want you to look at about five people today and tell them the Holy Ghost wants to use you. Get ready. Come on, go around to some people if you got to. Tell them the Holy Ghost wants to use you. You need to get ready. Oh, praise the Lord. The Holy Ghost wants to use you. Now you need to get ready for that. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Now I, I'm going to just, just speak uh, just What's bubbling up in me right now for just a few moments, if that's okay, we'll try to get to these notes and just, I got a recap from last week. I got an introduction and I got a teaching, but amen, all that good stuff for the Lord today. And, but I'm telling you last, <clears throat> last week, there was something special that happened in this house. There was a move of the spirit. Uh, we have beautiful moves of the Holy Ghost uh, every time we meet together the gifts of the spirit and the power of the Lord, people being baptized in the Holy Ghost and, and people being touched and changed and healed. Something special happened last week as we began to talk about and teach on the, the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Something special happened. Hallelujah. Now, I, there's been two times in my life, two times I've heard the audible voice of God. That's it. One was the day I was called to preach. But there's been also two times in my life, and I don't even know why I'm talking about this, but the Holy Ghost says begin to talk about it. I hope I can get into this today. But there's been two times in my life where I actually smelt, physically smelt the fragrance of the Messiah. Now, it's not like anything you can smell on earth. There's no cologne to match it. There's no flower to match it. There's nothing. It is so heavenly. I'm telling you, it is, it is, it's unexplainable. But something special happened last week. I was over here praying for somebody and the glory of God fell on me and I hit my face. I was praying for somebody and I got done praying for them and I'm literally, I couldn't stand under the glory anymore. And when I got up, I could, I, there was a taste in my mouth. They had brought me some tea because I like to put something hot on my voice so that I can keep, you know, you want to protect yourself. Amen. And, uh, and so I was taste, I kept taste. I said, Lisa, taste this. I think they put something in my drink. <laughs> I think they put something in my drink. I taste this. And she tastes, she said, there ain't nothing wrong with it. I said, I have a taste of perfume. And that had never happened to me where the glory of God had so immersed me that it went from tasting, I mean, from smelling to actually tasting. 
I said, Lord, is this you? He said, I told you, taste and see. I came to preach today. I said, taste and see that I am good. And I said, my God, I was tasting the anointing of the Messiah. And that had never happened to me. And I don't know if it'll, I pray it'll happen again, but if it doesn't, I'm good. I just need, I want, I believe the Holy Ghost has me telling you this because if you can, if you're continuing to come to this house every single week, like you used to come to this house every single week, you're missing a move of the spirit. Somebody shout amen. You're missing it, man. You're missing it. If you continue to put, if you continue to grip the back of that seat so hard that your knuckles are white so you don't have to come down to an altar and turn around and be touched by God, you're missing it, man. The Lord has a work for you. He has a, a, a mighty anointing he's trying to release in your life. He has a, a move of the spirit that will take you well beyond any place that you have ever fathomed that you could possibly enter into. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Or you get up changed by the power of God, man. Amen. Glory be to the Lord. And I'm telling you, that's what's happening in this ministry right now. So I don't ever want you walking in expecting the same old stuff that you used to expect. I want you to walk in saying, Lord, I thank you for what you've done in Pastor Jeremiah, but I want something greater in my life. I don't want just to taste it. I don't want just to feel it. I don't want just to smell it, but I want to walk in it. I want to live in it. I want to minister in it, God. I want to be immersed in it, God. Hallelujah. I'm talking about where stuff breaks off your life. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a praise right now. Now, last week I began, I know Pastor Andy said there's an anointing on this song. I know why there's an anointing on this song. Last week we, we began to, uh, well, we've been preaching in, about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Yes, we still believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. <laughs> and if somebody told you it ain't for today, don't go back to their church ever. Ever, ever. They don't know what they're talking about. They may be good people of God, love the Lord. They're, they just, as the apostle Paul said, I don't want you to be ignorant. Some people choose to remain ignorant, but I can't do anything about that. But we be, I know why there was an anointing, uh, there's an anointing on the song. Last week, we began to talk about the gift of tongues. And the week before that, I began to teach and preach on the four types of tongues. And so we were singing, if I had 10,000 tongues, Lord, I'd praise you with everyone. That ain't just the tongues of the earth. I'm telling you, there's a day where we're going to get in heaven. Somebody shout amen. There's a day where we're going to get in heaven and we're going to have the tongues of angels and we'll have the tongues of men. We'll have the tongues of the spirit and we'll have tongues that we ain't never even known about in our life. And we're going to praise the Lord with every single one of them. Hallelujah. Every one of them. Glory be to God. But we begin to talk about 
uh, the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the gift of tongues last week. And, and uh, I, this is uh, just a few things I want to bring to you, and then we're going to get into today's stuff. But the, I want you to understand the Apostle Paul started out teaching on the gifts of the Spirit. And the first thing he said is, brethren, when it comes to spiritual gifts, I do not want you to be ignorant. And one of the last things he says in verse 38 is this right here. In chapter 14, verse 38, he says this. He says, but if anybody just wants to stay ignorant, let them be ignorant. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be ignorant. I don't want to be ignorant on anything. Come on, somebody. I want to know what the Lord has for me. How many want to know what the Lord has for them? Lift your hand. I'm telling you right now, I don't want to be ignorant about nothing. Especially not when God says I, ha I don't have to be ignorant about it. Glory be to God. There's enough mysteries I won't know on the earth and I won't know until I get into heaven. But if there's some mysteries down here God says you can have, then I want every single one of them. I don't want to walk in ignorance anymore. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says, the Bible tells us, that we're not to walk in ignorance anymore. Second thing I pointed out is there's all kinds of, there's different gifts of the Holy Ghost. There's different ways of administering it. Amen. You see that right there. And, and, and there's different ways in which it manifests. But, but the gifts of the Holy Spirit are given by the same Spirit. Hallelujah. There ain't but one Holy, there ain't but one Spirit that's allowed in this house. And that is the Holy Spirit. So it's given by the same God. And then I pointed out, the third thing I pointed out is it is for the profit of all. Everybody shout all. Now shout profit. Hallelujah. It's for the profit of all. There is, that means that the gifts, as you experienced the gifts of the Holy Ghost this morning, the reason that was given this morning was not for that individual, that sir. It was not for that man. It was not for that woman, but it was for the prophet of the whole body. And you could see that it edified, it built up the church because when they were done, the church began to shout and give God a praise. Why? Because it's the gifts of the Holy Ghost that builds the church, grows the church, and it's the gifts of the Holy Ghost that profit the church. Hallelujah. And so we realized that, and I talked about the gift of tongues and and I, there's, I'm, I don't have time to go into everything that I taught last week. There was a bunch. Watch, watch the video. Watch the, the mess, or message on Facebook. Watch it on our YouTube channel, whatever. But get it because I began to teach on the gift of tongues. I don't have time. But there's one thing I wanted to bring up from that last week that I didn't have time to go in. And in and, and 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28 says this, and God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophet, third prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, administrations, variety of tongues. And he begins to ask a, a list of rhetorical questions. He said, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles? Do all have gifts of healings? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? And of course, the answer to that is what he's saying is no, but earnestly desire the best gifts and he says yet I show you a more excellent way, excellent way some people take this scripture and say see not everybody's to speak in tongues he's talking about the gift of tongues he's not talking about the baptism in the Holy Ghost he's talking about the gift of tongues and some people wonder why why is this per certain person always got a tongue and why is this certain or the, why is this certain uh, people have an interpretation because they have the gift of tongues and the gift of interpretation and sometimes it might just be that they are a little more yielding and comfortable and moving in it. And if you begin to have the faith and say, God, use me, he'll use you next week. Somebody give him a praise if you believe that right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
But you need to understand that's not, that, that scripture is not talking about the baptism in the Holy Ghost. It's talking about the gift of tongues. Say amen. amen. Now, when we look into the Bible, I'm talking about what I'm, what I'm going into this week. When we look into the Bible, we see all types of examples and typologies. Uh, uh, let me just give you a, a typology. Uh, a typology is Moses and the children of Israel. Uh, what do you mean by that? Uh, the children of Israel were in bondage to Egypt and could by no way get out. Amen. Well, God raises up somebody by the name of Moses, which we know is a deliverer. And, and so Moses comes and delivers the children of Israel or is a deliverer, comes as a, as, as a man of God to deliver the children of Israel. Well, this is a typology in case you don't know, because the Bible says that we were in bondage of sin to sin and could no, by no way get out of our sin. But God didn't send a man named Moses. He sent a man named Jesus. And that was a son of the living God. He wasn't just a prophet. He was the son of the living God. And he delivered us out of our bondage. And just like it was with the children of Israel, there was no miracle that could free the children of Israel from the Egyptian bondage. And can I tell you, Jesus done all types of miracles while he walked the face of this earth, but there wasn't one of them that could free us from our bondage. But the Bible says that when Moses and the children of Israel got a lamb and put the blood on the doorpost and over the top of it. The Bible says that they came out by the blood of the lamb. Well, I want you to know a few thousand years later, Jesus hung on a cross and his blood poured down Calvary's hill. And it didn't matter how many blind people that would begin to see and how many lame people walked and how many deaf people began to hear until the blood of Jesus came down Calvary's hill. There was no getting out of the bondage of sin. This is a typology. I thank God for the blood of Jesus that breaks the sinner free and cleans all of the mess out. Hallelujah. And just like that's a typology, the children of Israel came out of Egypt and the Bible says that they came through, uh, they came through the Red Sea. Well, guess what happens when we get born again and we come out of our bondage? The Bible says we're to follow the Lord in water baptism. They came through water and so do we come through water. But that ain't all. Just like when they came on the other side of the Red Sea. The Bible says that the Holy Ghost was a fire by night and a cloud by day. Can I tell you, he's still a fire by night and he's still a cloud by day. For he'll put the fire inside of you and he'll put the glory cloud over you. All of these are typologies. I said all that to bring you to one other typology that I'm going to teach on today. And we see that in the book. I think it's in uh, Genesis. It's in the book of Genesis chapter 26. Genesis chapter 26, if you want to read it later. And, 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 and Abraham tells his top servant, he says, I need you to go get a wife for my son. And he says, but, I, but you've got to promise me that you won't pick him a wife from these heathens. Don't get him from the land of Canaan. I need you to go back. Go back to this place and get him a wife. 
And, and he says, okay, I promise you I'll do that. He said, but what if she won't come? Do I need to take him back to where you came from so they can see him and then she'll come? He said, you promised me one more thing, that he will never, ever, ever go back to that land. What are you trying to say? I'm gonna go, I'll tell you that in just a moment. Hallelujah. I feel the revelation of the Lord coming up. Anyway, the, the top servant goes to a place and he says, Lord, I need you to help me out. He says, there, I, I'm going to sit by the well. And at that time, the women would come and draw water out of the well. He says, I'll know who it is. He said, by three, he says, I'll know who it is because this woman right here, when she goes to draw water, she'll give me water and she'll give all my camels water. Now, I don't have time to tell you about how much work that took right there, but you can uh, do some, get you a study Bible. They love to write about stuff like that. I want to get something from the spirit. Anyway, amen. And so they, they, so, so, so he goes to this, this well right here and there's a lady by the name of Rebecca and Rebecca comes up to that well and, and he says, let, he says, can you give me a drink? She says, sir, not only will I give you a drink, but I'll water all your camels. He said, my God, we have a winner. Hallelujah, we have a winner. Now there was three, three things that this woman had to be. Number one, she had to be uh, not from the land of the Canaanites. Number two, she had to be a virgin. And number three, she had to serve. This is a typology of the church today of what God does. He says, listen, when Jesus comes back, I'm looking for a bride that is a virgin. I'm looking for somebody who is in the world but not of it. And I'm looking for somebody who's serving the Holy Ghost. Well, anyway, so he says, you're the one. Now watch what he does. Here, here's the typology. He adorns Rebecca with all types of gifts. Everybody shout gifts. He puts all kinds of gold on her. You know, Abraham's just banked. You know, he's, he, he ain't hurting for nothing. He puts all kinds of gifts on her. And so you need to understand that this story is a typology. Abraham is a typology of the father. Uh, his top servant is a typology of the Holy Ghost. Isaac is a top typology of Jesus. And Rebecca is a typology of the church. And I came to tell you, until we get back, the Holy Ghost is adorning the church with gifts right now. He's saying, get gifts, get gifts, get gifts, get gifts. Be used in the gifts because the gifts will build up the church and beautify the church. And we'll be ready to see the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Shout amen for that right now. Hallelujah. He adorned that bride with all types of gifts. This is a typology of what is happening right now. I feel bad for the places that don't want the gifts of the Holy Ghost. I feel bad for the places that don't allow the gifts of the Spirit because what it is is a bride without a gift. Hallelujah. It's a bride that has not been adorned. But I don't know about you, but I want to be a part of the church that walks up blinging. Hallelujah, walks up with some. I'm not talking about because you've got a gold ring or a gold necklace. I'm talking about have some gold of righteousness, have some gold of holiness, and used in the gifts of the Holy Spirit that's able to build up the church and make her ready for the coming of the Lord. Hallelujah. And just as he adorned Rebecca, so the Holy Ghost is adorning the church. 
adorning the church right now saying do you want the gifts of healings here you go do you want the workings of miracles here you go do you want the gift of faith here you go do you want the word of wisdom here you go do you want the word of knowledge here you go do you do you want the gift of prophecy here you go do you want the discerning of spirits here you go do you want the gift of tongues here you go do you want the interpretation of tongues here you go i'm adorning my church with gifts Hallelujah. Glory be to God. That servant dared not, dared not take that bride back to Isaac without gifts on her. It was symbolic that she belonged to him. My God. It was symbolic that that was Isaac's wife. And the Holy Ghost and the gifts of the Holy Ghost are symbolic that we belong to him. Let's give him praise in the house of God today. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Symbolic. Symbolic that we belong to him. My Lord. Hallelujah. I mean, I'm t you know, sometimes I go a little bit out there, but I think Jesus is talking about church, just, you know, get your nails did and... I'm just kidding. I know I'm stretching a little bit right there, but, but he gives gifts to the church, Amen. gifts to the body. And that's what these gifts are. And when the gifts of the Holy Spirit are moving into church, it is, listen, it is causing the church to be more beautiful. Amen. Hallelujah. It is causing the church to be more prepared to see him. My God, you don't think that interpretation didn't cut somebody a while ago? We had a couple people leave. But they got to deal with that on the way home. You, they got to deal with that word. That word won't go anywhere. You know, the Holy Ghost will be at 1230 night. You know, what I was talking about was, um, see, what I was saying is, I, I know you left, but what I'm trying to say is, <laughs> come on, y'all give him praise because you know the Holy Ghost will keep it up. And then you'll be going to work in the morning. He'll be like, you know, and then after that, this is what I was trying to say. He ain't going nowhere. <laughs> they call him the hound dog of heaven. Why they call him the hound dog of heaven? Because he'll follow that blood trail. Come on, somebody. He'll keep on hounding you and hounding you and hounding you. And you might end up in hell, but you're going to have to walk around him to get there. And you're going to you're gonna have to get rid of the conviction and all of that to try to get there. Hallelujah. He won't leave you alone. Glory be to God. So let's talk about the interpretation of tongues. We talked about the gift of tongues last week. Let's talk about the interpretation of tongues today. This gift is also listed in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10. Now the gift of interpretation and the gift of tongues are the two gifts that work one in another. All right? So when you have the gift of tongues, obviously you have to have the gift of interpretation. Now I'm going to say this in case you wasn't here last week and have not watched last week's message. The reason why tongues, you, you hear so much about tongues in the church and you see so much about tongues in the church is because tongues is a sign of the dispensation of the church. It started the dispensation in the upper room. 
Now, in the Old Testament, you see seven of the nine gifts used. You don't see tongues or interpretation of tongues. Jesus, Jesus, you follow his ministry. He walked in seven of the nine gifts, but not nine. If he was going to give a gift in tongues, who was going to interpret it? Was no church. So Jesus walked in seven of nine gifts, but guess what Jesus said? He said, the works that I do, you're going to do. But then he said, greater works. Everybody say greater works. So now not only can we walk in seven of nine gifts, we can walk in all nine gifts. Hallelujah. And the Lord gives us two more gifts, the gift of tongues and the interpretation of tongues. Now I've had, I've had uh, people, just what I was mentioning earlier, you know, why does this person interpret a, or, or, you know, and it seems like they have an interpretation. Well, listen, you've got to understand these are gifts given by the Holy Ghost. I don't know why. Ask him. I didn't give it to him. He ministers the gifts as he wills. Hallelujah. The Bible says in order for the gift of tongues to build up the church or to edify the church, it must be interpreted. The Bible says that he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who interprets edifies the church. Thank God. Everybody say, thank God. Thank God that we have many people who are used in the gift of interpretation. Now, sometimes you see some believers around here and they have the interpretation, trust me, but they step back and wait because they're waiting on God to use some of you. They step back, they have the interpretation, but they're saying, Lord, I want you to use one of these new believers. I want you to use somebody who's new to this thing right here. They just got baptized. I want, and, the, and you know that's biblical because the Bible says prefer your brother or sister before yourself. So they step back. I can tell you almost every single time that there's a gift, of, a gift of tongues in operation, the Lord gives me the interpretation and tells me who has it. That's not because I'm all spiritual and I'm all that in a bag of chips. It's because I'm the overseer and he's saying, listen, you got to know what's right and what ain't right. And if it ain't right, call it out in the house of God so people can humble themselves. Glory be to God. Now listen, let's talk about this. How do I know that I have the interpretation. Let's get down to the brass tacks of things. It's much like the gift of tongues. When someone's given a tongue and you have the interpretation, you feel a powerful unction in you. And, and like I said, it's not because of bad pizza, but you feel that thing stirring in your stomach. It is a spiritual unction of the Holy Ghost. Now, when you sense this unction, listen, I'm going to help somebody. Begin to listen carefully to the Spirit. And almost, almost every single time that you have the interpretation, watch this now, and you feel that unction, if you'll listen, he will give you a sentence. He doesn't give you the whole interpretation. Why? Because the gifts can only be operated in by faith. And if he gave you the whole thing, it don't take no faith. Now watch this. When you begin to release that sentence or that phrase that he gives you, after you begin to release that, he begins to give you more. 
And by faith, you release, man, it is such a, 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 by faith, you release an interpretation of a tongue that you cannot understand that you can only get from heaven. Hallelujah. Do you see how supernatural this is, church? Don't look at the gifts of the Holy Spirit as just some mundane thing, as some now, nah, well, that's just sister so that's just brother. No, this is supernatural moving manifestation of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. These gifts of the Spirit are just like everything else in the kingdom of God. It takes faith to receive them. It takes faith to access them. It takes faith to operate in them. Some people might say, well, pastor, I don't think I have enough faith to operate in the gift of spirit. Yeah, you do. Are you saved? How many are truly born again? Lift your hand. Now, if you're not, we're going to have an altar call and you better be down here if you didn't lift your hand. I said, how many are truly born again? Lift your hand. Now, that, that means born of the spirit. You're a new creation. And if you're not, you need to be. And you're in the perfect place for it. Oh, you're in the perfect place for it today. But when you got born again, listen, there was nothing, there was nothing physical that anybody handed you that said you're saved. So how do you know you're saved? By faith. And the same faith that it took to receive salvation is the same faith it takes to get baptized in the Holy Ghost and the same faith it takes to be used in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You have the faith. You just need somebody to say, you know, it's just right there. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Being used in the gift of interpretation is much like the story of Peter walking on the water. When Peter saw it was Jesus, he said, Jesus, bid me to come and I'll step out. And Jesus gave him one word, come. Faith in that one word caused Peter to do what no man had ever done. Walk on water. Now listen, Jesus' word got him out of the boat. But Peter's faith caused him to step on top of the water. And it wasn't until Peter got his eyes off of what he was doing that he began to sink. The same thing is true with the gift of interpretation. Hallelujah. You get that sentence and you begin to step out of that boat and you are stepping out, the sentence calls you to step out, but your faith is causing you to receive everything else. And as long as you stay connected and you don't worry about what brother so-and-so thinks and what sister so-and-so is doing and what somebody else might say about you, but as long as you stay connected in the spirit, you're gonna receive that whole interpretation and you will edify the body of Christ. It's called, listen, let me help some of you who are altar workers and upcoming ministers. That's the reason when you're at the altar right here, this is when God's moving. This is such a precious 
precious place right here and what the Lord is doing. And when somebody is using, a, and when God is using somebody to minister to people, that's why you can't just come up talking about just any nonsense. They're connected in a place in the spirit. And if they get drawn out of that, all of a sudden they're not moving with what the Holy Ghost wants to do. But if you'll help them in that thing, praying in the Holy Ghost and encouraging them, then God can continue to use them one after the other. Hallelujah. I mean, some people have thought I've been rude before because they came up and they wanted, they needed prayer and they wanted to tell me everything about this story and it was taking me out of spirit and in the middle of their sins, I just laid hands on them. I'm not being rude. I'm just trying to stay where I am so I can continue to walk by faith. And it's the same in the gift of interpretation. Oh, glory. Somebody's getting helped in this house right now. Hallelujah. And it's the same with all the gifts. Connected in the spirit. Walking in the spirit. If you, uh, there's somebody sitting there saying, well, I don't under, I don't naturally understand. You will never naturally understand this. For the things of the spirit are not naturally discerned, but spiritually discerned. That's the Bible, by the way. I love to talk to people, talking about, well, I believe everything in the Bible, but that gifts thing, I don't know. I'm like, you don't believe everything in the Bible. Well, you know, I believe in the gifts. I just don't think that we to preach on them. You know, the Bible doesn't tell us to preach on them. What do you think the three chapters in 1 Corinthians Apostle Paul was actually doing? He was preaching, man, on the gifts. Well, I just want to hear about how, how, Jesus has, how Jesus died for us. Me too. How Jesus has raised for me too. How Jesus saved you. Yeah, but uh, when are we going to get past the milk? When are you going to get past the milk? Are you infatuated with the milk? God is saying, come on. I have set a table in front of you in the presence of your enemies that you can feast at on a regular basis so I can grow you up in the spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. My God, the church of Jesus Christ has become infatuated with being forgiven. I praise God we're forgiven. If Jesus hadn't forgiven us, we'd all be on our way to hell. But now that you're forgiven, come on, let's walk in the presence of the Lord. Let's walk in the revelation of God. Let's walk in the things of the Spirit. Let's walk in the unity of the Word. Let's walk in the things of heaven. Hallelujah. Well, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Are you a sinner or are you saved by grace? Which one? You know, what that is, is that's just religious talk that is not backed up by the Bible. I'm just a poor old sinner saved by grace. No, you're not. Either you're a sinner or you're saved by grace. Which one are you? Have you been made new or have you not? Are you a new creation or are you not? Hallelujah. Has the blood of Jesus cleansed you or has it not? Does the Holy Ghost live in you or does he not? Or are you saying Christians are perfect? My God, have you watched Christians? Of course they're not perfect, but they're not sinners. For the Bible says he who is in Christ is a what? New creation. And the old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 
Y'all know our saying around here, and I didn't make it up, but I stole it. We don't mind putting a bottle in your mouth. We just mind parting a mustache to do it. Y'all know that. When you're, new, when you're new in the faith, some of you are new believers. My God, we don't mind. We got plenty of bottles, and we're growing you in the Lord. But if you're on year number three wanting a bottle, it's time somebody kick you out of the baby pen and you start walking in the presence of God. And that's what we're talking about right here. That's what we're talking about, the gifts of the Spirit. Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul said, I came to you and I wanted to give you all kinds of things. He said, but I couldn't because you didn't grow up. He said, so now I had to go back over the old stuff. He said, when I wanted to come to you and teach you different, all, all kinds of different baptisms, all this stuff and all this right here, but I had to go right back over the elementary stuff. Yes, Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So when you have the gift of interpretation, church, I tell you, that's one of the ones that it, it's tough to operate in. I'm, I'm just going to, uh, not tough, but it's, it's nerve wracking because you're saying, oh dear Jesus, what if I say something wrong? Well, I'm going to just let you know, it, first of all, if you'll just lead, be led by the spirit, you're not going to say nothing wrong. For he who, he who's caused, he's, he who says that Jesus is a curse does not have the spirit of the Lord and nobody can even say Jesus is Lord, but by the spirit. But second of all, as long as you don't say nothing that's really unbiblical, we're going, we're going, we're going, we're going to dwell with you with some grace because not all of us had it all together when we started. Come on now. We'll dwell with you with some understanding. As long as it ain't nothing unbiblical. If it's unbiblical now, we got to call it out. And you, hopefully you don't get too offended over that stuff. But you got to take the step. You got to take the step. What if, what, if, what if the Lord calls you to plan a church five years from now and you don't have no interpreter in there? And somebody stands up and gives tongues and you have the interpretation, but you're too scared to release it. Well, Jesus wouldn't do that. You don't think? Jesus loves putting you on the edge. Jesus lives on the edge in you. Hallelujah. Now let's talk about number three. Now, I broke these three gifts up. The first three I'm, I'm teaching on are the vocal gifts. Uh, the second three I'm teaching on are the revelatory gifts. And the third three I'm teaching on are the action gifts. Okay, so the third one of the vocal gifts is the gift of prophecy. Oh, what a powerful gift to operate in the presence of the Lord. This gift is also list, listed in verse 10 of chapter 12. The gift of prophecy is a powerful gift in the kingdom of God. The Bible says in chapter 14, verse 3, that he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. Edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. Prophecy edifies, it builds up the church. Now listen, when the gift of prophecy is done decently and it is done in order, when it's released in the house of God, it absolutely ignites the place. I don't know if you've ever been in a meeting where the gift of prophecy was used, but I'm telling you right now, there is nothing to match it. This place, uh, it becomes electric and the power of God is so tangible, it's like you could stick it in a mason jar and take it home. 
That's why the apostle Paul tells us, he says, listen, desire all spiritual gifts, but especially that you prophesy. I'm telling you, there is nothing. There is no gift that I know of in the spirit, no gift of the spirit that releases the anointing and the power and the presence of God, like the gift of prophecy. The Bible says that the gift of prophecy is the spirit of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. The gift of prophecy does not only edify, but it exhorts. In other words, God sends the gift of prophecy to the church to tell the church. What does ex exhort mean? It means get off your butt and get to moving. <laughs> Amen. Well, I don't think <clears throat> that brother so-and-so should have said that. It hurt my feelings. That's because you've been sitting there for two years and done nothing. <clears throat> it's going to cut a little bit <clears throat> because the gift of prophecy exhorts. It means church, do it. Hallelujah. You have anything, anything in the word that backs that up? Yes. And we were praying and fasting and fasting and ministering unto the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit said, the Holy Spirit said, separate me, Paul and Barnabas for the work of the ministry. For I have a call and a work that they are to do. And the church laid hands on them and sent them to do the work of the ministry. Do you think they were happy that the apostle Paul and Barnabas were leaving? These were two of the major leaders in the church. The gift of prophecy also brings comfort to men. This does not mean that every word of prophecy is given to make you feel cozy inside. <laughs> well, I just, I just want to feel cozy. Listen, I... I'm wondering where the preachers are that got bass in their voice. Amen. It's like most of them become feminine. I just want to talk to Jesus today. Man, are you a man or woman? Man, come on. I know this is my soapbox, but I'm like, come on, man. Where's the bass in your voice? Oh, Jesus. I got, I know I, I, I got off on something right there, but it's just bothering me. We're supposed to be raising up men and men don't want to talk like men. They want to act like women. My God, act like a man. Come on, can we give a good amen in the house of the Lord? Act like a man. All right. Uh, help me out, Holy Ghost. <laughs> I got out on my soapbox for a minute, but uh, but it's true. Church, there there has been times where you, we didn't really let you know about it, but the leadership of this church was was in times that we didn't know what to do. We were praying, we were seeking God, but we just didn't have an answer. And someone stood up with a prophetic word. And we didn't let them know because I ain't given Jezebel one inch. But, so we didn't let them know, but our leadership, we got behind doors and said, that was our word. 
That was our prophetic word, and now we are ready to go. This is the gift of prophecy. It brought comfort to the leadership, and it helped us to know the direction of the Lord. Let's give God a praise for that right now. This is the gift of prophecy. And I've had people come up to me sometimes and say, Pastor, I had a word, but I was waiting on a tongue and nobody ever spoke in tongues. You didn't have an interpretation. You had a, pro a prophecy. You don't have to have a tongue to give a word of prophecy. If God has given you a prophetic word, a word of gift of, use you in the gift of prophecy, my God stand up, unctioned by the Holy Ghost, and release the word to the house of God. You do not need a tongue to release a word of prophecy. It is, listen, it's not the gift of interpretation and prophecy. It's the gift of prophecy. Hallelujah. Now, this is one of the nine gifts, and I'm almost done. This is one, of the, I'm sorry, this is one of the seven gifts that you see operating in the Old Testament on a, on a, on a regular basis. And one of the times I want to point out to you today, in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, the children of Judah are facing an impossible challenge. The people of Moab have joined with the people of Ammon and if, if, they're coming to wipe Judah off the face of the map. Now listen, in the natural, this is going to be an absolute slaughter. The people of Judah are outnumbered and overwhelmed by this army coming against them and Jehoshaphat calls for a fast throughout all Judah to seek the Lord. And as they are praying in the spirit, the Lord, the Bible says that the spirit of the Lord comes upon Jehaziel and, and he begins to prophesy. And he says in second Chronicles 20, he says, listen, all you of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and you King Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid or dismayed because this great, of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but it is the Lord's. Tomorrow go down against them, and they will surely come up uh, by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel, and you will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed tomorrow go out against them for the Lord is with you Hallelujah. how did they know to put the singers up front through the gift of prophecy Amen. how did they know what to do the gift of prophecy how did little old Judah now this is like this is like Henry County going against the whole state of Georgia. How could they win? Because they had a prophetic word from God. And when they obeyed the prophetic word of God, God sent an ambush and made their enemies fight themselves. Can we talk today? God sent strategy and victory through the gift of prophecy. It's no mystery why most of the church today is weak and defeated. Weak and defeated. My God scared to even meet. They told me a report last week. I'm not going to say this past week. I'm not saying who it is. I'm not saying what county it is because I'm not trying to talk about nobody. But there ain't one church open in the whole county. somebody get a prophetic word from God stand up and say thus says the Lord and let the power of the Holy Ghost come on the place 
Where are the sinners going? Where are the sinners go? I woke up Sunday morning. I want my life changed. I can't find one place open. I guess I'm doomed to a devil's hell. Weak and defeated. Why? Because years ago, man of God, you kicked the Holy Ghost out. Years ago, you kicked the prophecy out. Years ago, you sent them out because you wanted to be popular and you wanted to build a big number. But I tell you, if you'll repent now, God will even now come back on the place and give the church victory in the land of the living. My God. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Glory. Can you imagine? My wife woke up one morning. Jeremy, today's the day I changed my life. I'm going to church. You can come with me or not, don't matter. I'm tired of living this way. Can you imagine going and you show up? Ain't nobody in the parking lot. The doors are locked. Can you imagine the hopelessness of riding off that parking lot? I mean, no wonder. See, when you start kicking these gifts out, you don't have no power. What gave Jehoshaphat and the children of Judah the victory? A prophetic word. A prophetic word from God, man. Said, thus says the Lord. It don't matter how, how big you think this plague is. Yes, yes. Thus says the Lord, it really don't matter how they're, how they're building it up and making it seem like it's a whole lot bigger than what it really is. It really don't matter if you'll get some people together that'll praise me. If you'll get some people together that'll worship me. If you'll get some people together that know how to move in the gifts and the power of the Holy Ghost, I'll send a word and I'll give you the victory and what you see today, you will never see again for it will be completely defeated in the presence of God. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, but pastor. I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah, but pastor, it's making people scared. And Jesus don't want to make people scared. It's driving off some families. While we watch a nation 
sucking down a pipe going to hell we're worried about somebody that might get a little bit nervous and we don't know why we don't have no victory My God, he's all, Pastor Antoine, Lord's already given us the solution. He's already given us the answer. He's already given us the remedy. He's already given us the power. He's already given us the Holy Ghost. He's already given us the word. He's already given us the gifts of the Holy Ghost. He's just looking for somebody that'll get full of the Holy Ghost and to stand up and say, I ain't got it together, but my God's got it together and we will walk in the power and the victory of the Lord. Stand up and give the Lord a shout in this house right now. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Come on, stand up, give him a shout right now. Those of you watching, give him a shout. Hallelujah! Pastor Luke, what if they would have told Jehaziel? We don't do that around here. Uh -oh. What if they would have told Jehaziel? Jehaziel, next time write it down so that we got a couple people giving some big tithes now. And we don't want them to leave. And they don't like it when you, well, they don't like it when you do that. I'll tell you, Amon and, and, and the rest of Mo, the Moabites would have wiped them off the face of this earth. God would have left a remnant because of his servant, David. Don't get me wrong. But they wouldn't have had no victory. They would have been weak and defeated. Closed up, shut out just like we see right now. And God said, I ain't changed. I, the Lord, have not changed. I am the same yesterday, I am the same today, and I am the same forever. And if I gave a prophetic word to the children of Judah, when they fasted and prayed, I'll give a prophetic word to you when you fast and pray, but have enough faith and fire to walk in it and speak it in the land of the living. Oh, glory. And this is what the Lord is saying right now. My God. And, and, and this is what the Lord's wanting to do in the church right now. Not just in this church. He wants to do it in every church. Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, non-denominational, Assembly of God, Church of God, Church of God in Christ, Nazarene, whatever you want to call them. He wants to do it in every one of them. But there ain't but a few that'll say, yes, God, come on in. Yes, God, come on in. Hallelujah. We had a, and then I'm, I'm done. We had a, we had a business that, that came in this past week. They said, we just want to come. And we want to spray this place, you know, just disinfect it. And we don't want y'all giving us any money. Now, for those of you who don't know, that's about a $2,500 thing that goes on for a building this size. Said, we don't want you giving us no money. Don't ever give us any money. Tell us whenever you want it done, we'll come and do it. We said, what can we do for y'all? They said, stay open. Uh -huh. 
stay open, please. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Just stay open. Just keep your doors open, man. People are dying and going to hell. Keep your doors open, church, please. Oh, how I feel the whole glory of the Lord walk in this house. I give God praise. Come on, let's lift our hands. Let's just minister to the Lord. Those of you watching, thank you so much. Man, I bless you in the name of the Lord. I know the conviction of the Holy Ghost is hitting people out there watching right now. And I'm telling you, if you need to get your life right with Jesus, we want to help you do that. I don't want you going to hell, sir. I don't want you going to hell, ma'am. I want you to be born again, and I need you to spend eternity with me in heaven. And we want to pray for you. Listen, we want to lead you in a prayer that'll get you right with God. I need you to go on that chat line right now and say, please pray for me. And there's people right now that'll pray for you. We love you. We bless you. And if you're anywhere in the South Atlanta area, you need to get to this house because there is nothing like coming in this house under this anointing. We love you and we bless you in Jesus' name. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.